This podcast has been brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They have been helping those new to the industry to pass their insurance licensing exam since 1979. Find out more about how they can help you license your producers and staff at adbanker.com. Robert Gibson is a top producer and insurance agency owner in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Robert became an agent with Farmers Insurance Group in 1985. Since then, he has qualified for seven President's Councils, four championships, and 28 Toppers Clubs. A primary focus of his business these past 30-plus years has been on commercial insurance. His staff consists of two customer service representatives and two agency producers. His agency has just over 4,000 policies, with over 1,200 of them being in commercial insurance. Robert is also one of the original founders of the Colorado Agents Conference, which is now the Rocky Mountain Agents Conference, which is held every year. It is a conference by agents for agents to share best practices. Robert and his wife, Kathy, have five children, three grandkids, and more on the way. Well, good morning, Rob. Uh, It's great to have you on the program. I guess you're back from vacation, are you? Absolutely excited to be here with you. And where did you go? Uh, Were you out of the country for a couple of weeks? Yeah, we just uh, headed down for a spring break with our family down to Puerto Vallarta and hung out there for a week. So we had a great time, and uh, it was a good time to uh, get a break away from the the business and get refreshed and get back and and hit it hard. Well, good. I I appreciate you taking some time to visit with us. I know you're very busy kind of getting caught up on things. Uh, But I I wanted to ask uh, some questions uh, that I know our listeners are interested in hearing. Uh, Tell us more about your agency and what you do there in uh, in Wheat Ridge. Okay. Well, um, I'm just now um, completing my or heading into my 32nd year with farmers. Um, primarily, most of that time with farmers, I've spent being a pretty much driven as a commercial business insurance agent. Um, we've just focused on writing, you know, restaurants, hotels, commercial real estate, um, HOAs, things like that. And that's pretty much been the focus on my career for 32 years, not to say that I didn't write autos and homes. We've, you know, we have an agency of just about 4,000 PIF, but, um, but the primary focus of my agency and the, and the business has been with business insurance. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's uh, quite impressive. Uh, now, you've been with uh, farmers since, uh, what, the mid-'80s, was it? 23 started when I was 23 years old. <laughs> well, uh, where are you from? Uh, what was your hometown? Are you a Colorado native? I know when we see, you know, when we travel to Colorado, we see a lot of those bumper stickers that tries to identify if you're a native or a non-native. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. Not only am I a native of Colorado, I'm a native of Arvada. I've lived here for 55 years, and um, my dad was a native of Arvada, and so second-generation native in our family uh, came over here from uh, West Virginia and set up homestead um, in Arvada, and we just have lived here ever since. Now, that's a suburb of Denver, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, we sit up really close to the foothills. Okay. So you probably were from Arvada when Arvada was a town close to Denver. I guess it's probably all grown together by now, hasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I can even remember times when we had a dirt road to go from parts of Denver to Arvada and parts of Arvada to Broomfield. So, yeah. 
uh, ages me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, what was your circumstances growing up? What did your your dad and what did your mom do? Yeah, my dad was um, a, a engineer at Coors at the Adolph Coors Company and uh, worked there and retired there. He spent most of well, actually, his probably forty years of working at the Adolph Coors Company. And my mom was a, a local realtor here in um, Arvada. Well, that was being, I'm sure, an interesting job to be out there. Did you ever go to the plant with him or get a chance to go see what he does there? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I got to work there for the first summer after I graduated from high school and uh, worked in the uh, condensing department where they basically is an area where you cook yeast and buy product and get rid of it. So it's kind of a, a gross job, but my dad got me on there for the summer. So it was a way to work and help pay for college and, and stuff like that. So it was a great time. And um, one of the, one of, it was a great experience being able to work by, beside him for that summer. Well, that's uh, that's cool. It's uh, I know my only experience with the Coors thing was uh, back in college when we would head to Colorado to ski. Uh, the, my buddies would always say we've got to go by the Coors plant because they had this tasting room where they'd get samples. And of course, we we sure like the sound of free, and we sounded like the sound of beer. Uh, obviously, they uh, <laughs> they didn't give it to us in the quantities that would do any harm, but. Uh, but it was yeah. always a place to stop. Yeah, in fact, uh, that's one of the things that we did here as, as local kids growing up. Once we got to be eighteen, and it was, you know, let's go over and get a quick tour at Coors, get yeah. two free beers, and off we went. So it was, it's a good time. So. Yeah. Now, when uh, you uh, grew up there, where did you go then to school? Did you uh, uh, head off to school somewhere? No, I stayed local here and went to uh, Metro and uh, finished my schooling here uh, locally and um, just kind of got into that, got married at a very young age. And um, uh, my brother-in-law at the time uh, was a farmer's agent up in Greeley. And I was now transferred, now working at United Parcel Service. And he said, man, you ought to think about, uh, you know, becoming an insurance agent. He says, if you can sell you know, people unloading packages into trailers, you ought to be able to sell people insurance. And so uh, kind of a weird sales approach to get me into the insurance business, but it worked and, you know, I haven't looked back. You know, it's interesting. Uh, did you uh, at some point then go back to those same businesses that you were delivering or selling packages to, to talk to them about insurance? Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't that way. I actually worked inside the hub. We had part-time. As, as a college student, you could work part-time at, at United Parcel Service. That was the only way you could get into that management situation there. Yeah. So we would work there and um, on an evening type thing. And so there were only really people that I worked with were local or were, were the employees inside the hub who actually became clients of mine. So, yeah, it was it was that way. I didn't really get to work with the businesses outside of that. Yeah, so you joined Farmers. That was your first entree into the business, and you've been with them through the duration of your career. Absolutely. The uh, when uh, you first started out, uh, what was uh, you know one of the first things that you had to struggle with, or it, it, it took time to get uh, a handle on? What was maybe one of the first struggles you faced, or obstacles that you had to overcome when you were first starting out? That's a great question. I. Um I think one of the biggest things that was a transition was going from, you know, I was, we punched a time clock going to UPS. You punch a time clock coming in, you punch a time clock going out, and you got paid based on the, the hours you work, right? Well, when you get into sales, you don't punch a time clock. There is no time clock. You, you know, if somebody wants a, 
you to write an auto policy and it's in Greeley, you're going to drive 45 minutes to go get it. If it's on a Saturday or you know, late in the evening, you're going to do that. So we transitioned into that. And I think that was the hardest thing to understand is no matter, you can't just show up and work eight to five. You got to show up and, and start implementing procedures and processes. And I think that was the hardest thing to figure out, um, kind of through my, my transition process. And I struggled with that at the first. And then, um, you know, once I started, you know, getting the hang of it, it, it all worked out, you know, for the better. But it, it took a while to get some of those systems and processes in place. Hmm. It's, uh, you know, take me back to one of your first customers. Uh, I know all of us have had that experience where it's the first customer, it's the first sale, it's the first meeting. How did your your paths cross with that first uh, customer that you were able to put on the books? You know, I, when, when I started putting some systems in place, I went back and said, well, what things did I do before I became an agent at Farmers? And so I worked in the restaurant business, um, washing dishes and making pizzas and doing things like that. And then I worked landscaping with my grandfather and stuff like that. So I used those things because I knew about the industry to go and approach clients. So that's when I started marketing towards landscapers and to restaurants. And I started doing that right away. And one of my first clients was a, a landscaper um, and did sprinkler installation. And so it was great that I was able to go out and talk about his industry because I knew about it. And it didn't seem like I was selling insurance. We were just talking about it business. And that's what I, I realized that selling business insurance was going to really be my forte. Uh, oh, that's good. It's uh, I think you've answered part of my next question. And that is, you know, if a guy says uh, or gal says, you know, I, I really want to focus my business on the commercial end of things. You know, how does one go about getting that started or getting that initiated? Yeah. And I, I really do think it's, it's, it's going back to your past and being able to understand that. I think, you know, um, when you go in and write a restaurant, you, you know about, you know, what they go through, the processes and, and the business owners and the hours they work and the customer service and the side of things and some of the challenges they face with hiring and firing employees and dealing with all that stuff. So you can really go in and talk about their business and ask them questions and be more of an advocate for them to help write their policy. You don't have to even look at another agent's insurance policy by doing that because you can ask the right questions just because you have the common knowledge of their business. You know, with your agency, what are the things that uh, you feel like you you really do well at? Uh, what are the, the, the things that you paid attention to and, and it just seems like it's automatic now? What do you do really well in your agency? Well, I think one of the best things we do here is field underwrite. And I, and I really think that that's kind of the key thing. When I walk to a building or I go to see a commercial risk, before I even go in, I walk around the, out, the exterior portion of the building. I'm looking for closed circuit cameras. I'm looking for, you know, if they have a burglar alarm system. I'm looking at the condition of the building. I'm looking at, uh, you know, the roof type. I'm looking at, you know, is there good exterior lighting? And then when I walk in, I'm looking for, is the building sprinkler? You know, what kind of type of tenant improvements is done in here? And I think we go through that process and that's where, you know, Myself as well as my staff, we really focus on that, and I think that makes the difference when you go to write those insurance policies. We provide that information to the underwriting department, and I think it allows them to give us more favorable pricing that way. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, sounds like good advice. It's uh, you've been at it for thirty plus years, so there are probably days when you feel like you've seen everything. Um, 
you know, what's uh, uh, what's some things that keep uh, – have you solved everything or have you figured everything out or do you continue to have surprises that will come up in your business? You know, I, I think the biggest surprise or the biggest challenge that we face really as a, as a direct rider working with farmers is we're independent contractors and we deal with the company. And there are some things that the companies bring down to us and we're – you know, raising our hands and cheering and going, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. And then there's other challenges you face when, you know, they're taking rate or they're talking about cutting commissions or doing things like that. And, and you're and you're going, okay, well, is this the direction they're going? And it's it's kind of like a marriage. You have to have a lot of faith there. There has to be a lot of communication there. And I think really as, a, as an agent, that's some of the biggest challenges we face in our industry is, you know, are, are we being led with the right direction? Because we have to go out and sell this product. We have to go out and talk to these clients and we have to deal with rate and issues of that nature. And it makes it really difficult. And so you need to make sure that there is that good communication between the agent and the company, no matter what company you work with. There has to be that good communication, that integrity there to help you get through those tough times. Now, you uh, helped uh, found a group there in Colorado. I believe it's referred to as the Rocky Mountain Agents Conference. Uh, that's an annual meeting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was kind of a you know a passion of mine to get agents back together. When we first started, we had meetings that we'd get together and we would share best practices and stuff like that. And due to money and finances or whatever, those things went away. And so I got together with a group of other agents and said hey, why don't we try to look at putting this together? I think we can do a good thing. And we started with just Colorado, and then we added in Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah, and now it's New Mexico. So um, we've done a lot of great things, and it's 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 really a highlight event, and it's it's growing every year, and we're really passionate about uh, you know working with the agents, and it's it's a great thing because it's all best practices from other agents. So you know, I'm learning from agents that are brand new in the business and how they've got new marketing strategies using social media and all that stuff. And I tend to be old school where I'm still using, you know, uh, sales genie and some other things, you know, old school, you know, marketing, you know, right. marketing where they're using social media. So um, it's great to be able to get those platforms from different agents and then work that into your agency and, and help it grow even further. So uh, right. it's really a passion line. Right. Now, is that uh, exclusively with farmers' uh, agents, or is that open to uh, all companies? It's just exclusive to farmers' agents now. They're doing it more on a national level. So um, California has their conference. Now um, Arizona and Nevada are starting theirs. So it's becoming more of a, a popular thing to do between the states. Now, if you had a, a young nephew or niece that was considering uh, getting into the business, uh what would be some advice that you would give them uh, to uh, uh, about uh, the opportunity, uh, about getting in the business, if that's something that they were considering? You know, I I would like to see it done a little bit different than what you know people have done in the past. I would I would think it would be great to go in and work with an agent and get that mentorship um, where that you learn the whole inner workings of the office, and you're not having to go through what I had to go through when I started, and then. Once you've, you know, got that track record of where you can sell and you can manage things and stuff like that, then you can go in and maybe buy an agency. I think a, a platform like that allows people to do things a little bit better. They feel a little more educated. And then once they get, um, you know, once they've completed that process, I, th- I just think their success ratio will be a lot higher. I think that's one of the biggest problems 
we have in our industry is we do an incredible job of recruiting, but we don't have that good training process from when they first start to maybe their fifth year. I mean, it's just a lot of, you know, learning by trial and error as opposed to having good processes in place. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, would that be something as simple as a, a young person uh, looking in their community and identifying a insurance agent that uh, appeared to have a good name and a good reputation and just showing up on their doorstep and say, uh, "Hey, teach me uh, this business." Yeah, I think it. I, th- I think it depends on where that agent is in their career too. I think um, depending on if if they're are still on their first five years, I think they might be a good agent, but they may not still have the time to mentor. You know, I think it takes a while to make sure that you've got into a place and you've learned some things. Not to say you can't learn something from your agents. I do all the time, but I think ready to mentor somebody to give that time and effort to really set them apart so that they have a good opportunity to be a successful agent might be more of a tenured agent type operation. Rob, uh, say what excites you most about uh, what you do and uh, what's going to be happening in the business uh, with your agency in the next three to five years? Well, it, it doesn't start steer too far away from writing business insurance. I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm getting more involved with, with AHO, which is the Asian American Hotel Lodging Association. I'm getting in, now more involved in the Self-Storage Association. I've been involved with the restaurant, the Automotive Service Association in, in the past years and still am actively involved there. Um, and I, I think that that's where my passion is. I'm going to continue to be involved in that and uh, continue to, to work hard selling business insurance. And then I think I'm also going to be really working hard is on, you know, with, with the Rocky Mountain Territory Conference and continue to mentor and, and give best practices to agents to, to help them with their success. You know, it's uh, you mentioned when we began our conversation that uh, your dad was an engineer. Uh, and uh, uh, what was some advice or an example that maybe your parents, uh, uh, you observed in your parents that uh, you find is still applicable for you and your business relationships today? You know, it, it's, it's funny. My dad, um, when I was very young, he was he treated boys and girls different. And so it was more like, you know, you've got to start your work ethic early. And so um, if I wanted money, I'd have to go out and get a job. I'd have to go out and work things. He wouldn't just hand anything to me. And so I think the first job I had was washing dishes at Rocco's Pizzeria here in Arvada. And I made a dollar twenty-five an hour. But I think I was only 13 at the time. You know, and I'm in there washing dishes in a restaurant, but we were working during the summer. But, you know, he, he told me that, you know, this is what you have to start off at doing, and it's your work ethic. And he always said, first you pay, and then you play. And then he, he always had that thing, you don't have any money. You can't go out and play, son. You, you, you've got to make sure you take care of your bills, and you got to make sure you take care of everything first. And I think that that just always resonated with me, is that, you know, I've got to continue to do that. And as as I continue to grow and I accrue more things, I definitely would accrue more debt, but I would definitely make sure that I paid for that before I went out and, you know, took a vacation to Puerto Vallarta or something like that. So huh. yeah. I, I, I just think that, um, you know, I can't thank my dad enough for yeah. giving me that work ethic. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. Incredible, incredible deal. That's wonderful. Well, it's, uh, uh, say, do you have a view of the mountains from your uh, office? Absolutely. They're covered with snow right now. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds beautiful. Well, for our guests, I just want to, if you came in a little bit late, uh, our guest today is... Uh, 
uh, for our listeners. Our guest today is Rob uh, Gibson, who is a, a very successful uh, producer with Farmers Insurance out in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Uh, Rob, just want to tell you how great it was to have you on the show today. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm very, very humbled by that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.